Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Go through to Leviticus chapter 2. We're going to pick up where we were last week. I've got a lot of things here, and so I'm going to have to weed through some stuff and, and bounce around a little bit uh, to finish this up this morning. But uh, we've been talking about um, uh, the Word of God last week, talking about the importance of the Word. And uh, let me just ask the question. Anybody in here after last week, a couple weeks before that, have, been, have had a stirring in your heart, and you've taken some extra time to, to get into God's Word and to begin to explore what's there and let the Word of God begin to resonate on the inside of you. Anybody? And you can tell the difference in your life. I tell you, when you begin to do that, if you put these things, I know what we're talking about is simple, and it's a subject that a lot of times be people uh, uh, react to in a way that's not the most positive. It's, a lot of times it's looked at as a duty. It's looked at something that you've got to do. And, and uh, you know, it is a privilege to be able to do this. It's a privilege to be able to get into God's Word. There's so much here for you. And so, you know, after last week, after this week, really my, my heart is, and, and what the Lord laid on my heart is to uh, uh, stir up a desire on the inside of you to, to get a hold of God's Word. It will revolutionize your life. And those of you who raise your hand, you've been doing this, you know, you can, attest, you can testify that as you begin to do that, so I tell you, the things of God become more clear to you. The joy of the Lord becomes more evident to you. I mean, just life in general begins to take on the, the fragrance that it should, amen? The Word of God will produce a fragrance in your life. It'll produce something in your life that is a joy to you. It's a joy to others, hallelujah, and it will sustain you. It's something that, will, will, that you can base your life on, amen? You know, we don't need to live lives emaciated and, and, and on the point of starvation all the time. But live full of God's word, amen? You know, it, and I'll tell you this, if you begin to do this, uh, it'll become something that you'll learn that you can't live without. It'll take a hold of you and it'll become something that you can learn, that it'll be some, you'll learn that it's something you can't live without it. I tell you what, the Word of God is so vital. It's so important in our lives. It has such power available to us. And if you don't know what I'm talking about this morning, it's because you've not gotten into it yet for yourself. I challenge you, take a week. Take this next week. I think we, we heard from Drew on Wednesday night, and he just said, he, uh, he came over to the youth and ministry, and he said he just made the purpose to just uh, spend a look. You, you say it better than I did, than I could. What, what did you say about you just took some extra time and just looked at it a little bit differently? Yeah, um, in the last two weeks, uh, preparing for winter retreat, I just really took some time and uh, spent time praying and in the Word, just like Pastor Ray said. And I mean, in those two weeks alone, I mean, I, God's brought me closer to Him than I've ever been in my life. Just in two short weeks of putting aside natural things and, and, and giving time to Him and His Word and prayer, I mean, it's just opened my eyes to just how real this thing is and how easy it is to spend time and have a, a true relationship with him. <laughs> Folks, that's good right there. That's good right there. And it'll work for you. It's not just for one person. It'll work for anybody. God's not a respecter of persons. What he's done for one, he'll do for another. Amen. And you begin to see things you've never seen before. Begin to hear from him like you've never heard before. <sighs> I thank God that he's got stuff for me. He has things he wants to communicate to me, amen? He has times he just wants to hang out with me, amen? Well, this is one of the ways that we draw close to him is getting close to his word, amen? 
And so it's such a vital thing. It's such a, an important thing. And, and uh, you know, my heart is after, after this is over that, that you'll just take, take an opportunity and just test, test this out for yourself and see what begins to happen in your own life. Amen. I believe we're in a day and an age if the church, the, the body of Christ is going to do what God has called it to do, we've got to, we, we as a body have got to begin to grow up in some, in some things and begin to take our place and begin to know who we are and then begin to walk out who we are. You know, you can't walk out who you are if you don't know who you are. And you can't know who you are if you don't get into where the information is about who you really are. Amen. And, if, and I believe that it's, there's such a need if we want to see Jesus come back, there's a need in the body of Christ for people to get serious about the things of God, amen, and to really just get a hold of his word, amen. Well, praise you. Let's look here in Leviticus chapter 2 we'll just real fast. We, we read this scripture uh, last week. Like I said, I've got a lot of things to, a lot of different things to cover, so we'll, we'll, we'll try to bounce around here. We've only got 30 minutes, so um, we'll see where we go. But here in Leviticus chapter 2. Praise God. In verse 1, it says, When anyone offers a grain offering to the Lord, his offering shall be a fine flour. And if he shall pour oil on it, put frankincense on it, he'll bring it to Aaron's sons, the priest, one who, of whom shall take from, its hand, from, uh, from it his handful of fine flour and oil with all the frankincense. And the priest shall burn it uh, as a memorial on the altar, an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord." And, uh, you know, this week we were talking about this without going into all the detail, you know, the fact that uh, different ingredients in our life and this flower here that it's talking about is the Word of God. It's representative of the Word of God. And this was something we said, and the reason I bring this up is because this was a, was a, uh, a voluntary thing that the children of Israel were, were asked to do. It was really a sign of their thanks and appreciation for God. It was not required for their salvation. I, and I bring this up every time because it's important. This is not something that's required for your salvation. Your salvation to go to heaven is to accept Jesus as Lord of your life. Put your trust in him, accept him as your savior, confess him as Lord. That's how a person's born again. But you know, there's so much more available to us. That gives us the promise of tomorrow and where we're going. But God is so interested in the reality that we're living in today. And so this was, in the children of Israel, this was not required for their redemption, but it was required if they were going to please the Lord and grow in this life and the things of God. And the same is true for us. The, the Word of God, spending time in prayer, uh, thanksgiving, the different ingredients that were, that, were, that were listed there, being full of the Holy Ghost, these are things that are not required for your salvation, but if you're going to see the benefits of salvation in your life, I don't know about you, but I want to see the benefits in my life. They are required for that. And so you can look at this as a requirement. If you want to look at it negatively, you can look at it that way. It's required if you want to experience God in this life. But it's really, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an opportunity. If you want to experience God in this life, it's an opportunity to do so. But it is voluntary, and it's not something that, uh, 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 that the Lord, you know, would, would, when you get to heaven, you know, he's going to give you a, a dust mop and a broom. That's your job because you didn't do these things. No, he's going to love you. But it's going to affect what you have here in this life. It's going to affect the reality of what you experience in this life. Amen? And so it's so important. It's such a vital, uh, a vital thing that we do this. And so go with me over to, um, uh, well, let's read the scripture real fast. Joshua chapter 1. Joshua, the first chapter. Praise the Lord. Feel free if you want to say amen with me. You're not going to offend me in any way. Trust me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. 
So I tell you, the word is so important. Joshua chapter 1. I know it's a scripture that many of you know, but, but it's so important. We're going to read it. It says, The book of the law, this book of the law, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. Listen, the Lord wants your way to be prosperous. God desires that your way be prosperous and that you have good success. Do you realize so many people fall into things that create havoc in their life? Believers. And it's not God's will, but they fall into these things because they just don't know what the Word says. And then they're not careful to do what it says. And because of that, they get themselves in, themselves in all kinds of situations that is so far beneath them, so far below who God made them to be. But if we'll do these things, we'll have good success, amen? We'll be prosperous and have good success. We read over in Matthew chapter 4. Uh, this is where we were last week where we stopped, Matthew the fourth chapter. Uh, this is the account of Jesus being tempted uh, right after he went into his full-time uh, earthly ministry. <clears throat> he was tempted, uh, uh, led into the wilderness by, by, the, by, by God, uh, by the Holy Spirit, and tempted of the enemy. And uh, the scripture that, he's, that he read here, that, or what he quoted, this interaction, this is such an important thing. Uh, verse In uh, Matthew chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward was hungry. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. And he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Verse 5 goes on to say, Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on a pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written. Now notice here the enemy is quoting scriptures to him. Has you ever had the devil quote you a scripture before? I have. I've had, I've had, I've had thoughts come. Thoughts come, and that, that's the enemy trying to try to lie to me and quote a scripture taken out of context, quote a scripture trying to say something that it doesn't say, trying to get me to react to it. Ever happened to anybody before? Well, the, script, the devil here quoted Jesus a scripture. Jesus quoted him, a, quoted him a scripture. Well, the devil quoted one right back. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up to an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you'll fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. And the devil left him and behold, angels came and ministered to him. You know, Jesus knew the scriptures. His first test. Last week we talked about setting a track record of victory here. And this was so important for Jesus that the, the, the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And the enemy came at him three times trying to get him to do something. And three times Jesus answered with the word. How did Jesus defeat the, the, the temptation of the enemy? What was it that did it? What was it that did it? Was it just fortitude on the inside? I'm not going to do what you said. Is that what did it? What, did, what, what was it? It was the word of God. And it was not just something that he knew. He knew the verses. He knew the meaning of the verses. They were real to him. And that the, the, the scriptures that he knew were the things that, that he was basing his foundation on. 
They had become a part of him, had become something that he was so settled in that even when the enemy started using scriptures to try to get him off track, he was so well-versed in the scriptures that it didn't move him. This is because Jesus was a man of the word. Now, we know the Bible says that he was the word made flesh, right? We know that. But Jesus, we also read last week that Jesus, as a child, became strong in spirit, being filled with knowledge, right? Anybody out there this morning? There you are. Thank you. Let's have that. Miss Edna, come right up here. She's a help to me. Praise the Lord. He became strong. See, Jesus, when he showed up, Jesus is our example. I don't think people realize how important this is. Jesus is our example. Listen, the way Jesus did life is the way we're supposed to do life. And it's not just supposed to do life. The way Jesus did life is the way we're going to do life if we're going to get results that Jesus got. What are the results that Jesus got? Now, is Jesus going to require us to be crucified? No. But we are, thank you, Lord. Yeah, that's right. But he, we are required to follow his plan for our life. I don't know what God's called you to do. Really, it's none of my business. I've had people come to me, what's the Lord want me to do? I don't know, what's he telling you to do? You know, you can hear God for yourself. Hearing God for yourself starts with hearing his word first. How did Jesus know what he needed to do? He found out by finding himself in the word. How did Jesus, how was he able to fulfill and do what he was called to do? How was he able to face the enemy, face the things that he did? How was he able to do it? Yes, he was, he was in, 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 filled with power. Thank God we've got the same gift available to us, right? But before all of that, he grew strong in spirit, being full of knowledge. He grew in the word of God. If you're going to do what God's called you to do, if you're going to have the impact on, on, on your family and the people you come in contact with that God has ordained and called you to do, you've got to be strong on the word of God. You've got to be full of the word of God. Whew. Jesus was in such a place, no matter what was thrown at him, he knew exactly how to, how, how, to, how, to, how to react. I was reading yesterday, last night, just reading a little bit of reading, and just amazed at all the times that the, that the Pharisees would come to him and try to trip him up. And they would say something to, to him, and they would have some sort of weird angle about the law or about the book of, you know, the, the law of Moses, and they try to trip Jesus up. And Jesus was so sharp. He was so sharp that even when they would try to use these things to trap him and to try to get people all riled up against him and to try to come against what he was called to do, Jesus just was full of the word, full of wisdom. I tell you, the word will make you wise. The word will make you wise. The word will make you really, 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 really smart. The word will make you smart. You know, I'm all for getting an education. You know, all the teenagers hear me all the time. You know, you get out of school, get a trade, go to school, go to college, you know, further yourself, do better with your life, get an education, do those things. That's great, you know, do those things. But don't let anything take the place over growing in the knowledge of God. It'll serve you better to be full of the word of God and the knowledge of God. It'll make you wise. I mean, they would come and try to trip Jesus up and he would just, with just a few words, just for just just karate chop them, you know. And the guys, they would be embarrassed. They would be ashamed. 
the people would love it and they'd realize he just got us again. They kept it up. They kept it up. They, they tried this angle, that angle. Jesus was so wise. Why? He was full of the word. And he had the spirit. What a combination we have. If you're full of the word and full of the Holy Ghost, he's there to bring those things back to our remembrance. When you need it, there he is to show up on the scene and give you the exact answer of what you already know. But you got to let it get in you. You got to let it get in you. It's voluntary, but it's so beneficial if you'll do it. Jesus answered, it's written, came back again. He said, it's written. He said, he answered the devils, it's written with his own, it's written. He answered in the right way, and eventually he said, get out of here, you old knucklehead, get out of here, because this is what it says right here. You know, a lot of times, you, you don't need hands laid on you. You don't need some, some uh, immense amount of time spent in prayer. I've noticed over the years that, that people so often want somebody else to do something about circumstances in their life, and really the only thing that can be done in a lot of those things is this right here. This just get a hold of what the Word says and just simply stand up for what the Word says. Put the devil on the run, stand your ground, and what happens? He'll have to leave you. He'll have to leave you. The Word of God is so important. It's so important. Amen. Well, we'll move on. Praise God. It's a daily thing. It's not just something that's a, a once-a-week thing. It's not something that's just a Sunday morning thing, but it's a lifestyle based upon the Word. Amen? Go with me over to uh, Mark chapter 4. I just want to point something out. Mark, the fourth chapter. Is this helping anybody this morning? Woo, glory be to God. Thank God for the Word of God. And, and this, uh, this, this passage of Scripture is such a good example of two things here that's important. Remember in Joshua, it says that this... Um, uh, this word of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. And we talk about the fact that, that reading the word of God as if it's the reader's digest, you're going to miss out on what God has for you. It's not the reader's digest. You've got to get into it, and, and we'll look in a second uh, about why this is, but you need to get into it and let it become a part of who you are. And that's called meditating on the word, thinking about it, pondering the word. Well, ask the Lord, what does this mean to you? What does this mean in your life? And allowing the Holy Ghost to reveal this to you. And um, uh, he said in Joshua that if you do these things, then you'll make your way prosperous and you have good success, right? Well, this is a good example of this. And this is the difference between people who have the best of God and experience the fullness of God in their life. Full relationship, the full benefits. You know, there are over 8,000 promises in the Word of God. Over 8,000 promises in the Word of God. I would dare say there are a few that apply to you this morning, right? Over 8,000 that are in the Word of God. Well, you know, these promises are there not just to, to dangle a cookie in front of us or put a, a carrot on the end of the rope so that God can make us run around and do funny things. He wants you to experience these things. And so, you know, this is a great example of two things here, but, but it's a great example of those who, who value the Word and who, those who just hear it and those who actually get into it and find out what it actually means in their life, meditate on the word. It says here in um, uh, John, uh, or rather in Mark chapter 4, this is the parable of the sower. And I know these are things you know, but they're good to look at again. In uh, Mark chapter 4, verse 1, it says, And again he began to teach by the sea, and a great multitude was gathered to him. So he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea, and the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. You know, this tells me right here that... that the truth that we have, it's attractive. It's attractive. This multitude was gathered and he began to teach. Was the, every time that Jesus began to minister, this was, this was the track record. 
People wanted to hear the things that he said. But, you know, just having, get, having it get your interest in the beginning is not going to produce in your life. It says that they were there and a great multitude gathered, verse 1, and uh, the multitude was on the land facing the sea, verse 2. And, then he, and he taught them many things by parables and said to them, Listen, behold, a sower went, to, went out to sow the word, and it happened as he sowed. Uh, listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And, at, and, and it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some seed, or some fell on stony ground, where it did not have much earth, and immediately it sprang up, and, get, and because it had no depth of earth, but when the sun was up, it was, but when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. Verse seven, and some seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it out, and it yielded no crop. And other seed fell on the ground on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased and produced, some thirty, some sixty, and some a hundred. And he said to them, "He who has ears, let him hear." He who has ears, let him hear. Well, didn't they just hear? Didn't they just hear what he said? But Jesus was making a distinction here. Let them who has let them really hear. Listen, that invitation is open to you this morning. It'll be open to you tomorrow morning. It'll be open to you Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, any day of the week, Tuesday night, whatever time. Let him who have ears to hear, let him hear. And so Jesus just got through telling him this parable, and he said, you know, well, he who has ears here, let him hear. It was an invitation. You've got an invitation this morning, amen? In verse 10, but then when he was alone, those, when he was alone, those around him and or around him with the 12 asked him about the parable, and he said to them, to you it has been given to know the, the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to those who are outside, all things come in parables. So that seeing they, may, seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven them. See, this group, there was a, a particular ones that stayed after and wanted to find out what it meant. There's a difference between hearing and meditating on the word. It was just a story to many, but to others it was life. It was a story to some, but to others who wanted to hear and wanted to really hear for themselves, it was life to them. Why is the word so important? You know, why is it important to come to church on Sundays? Yes, but then have your own service on, on Monday. Spend time with the word. Spend time with your heavenly father Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all those times. Because it's, it's the difference of just hearing and having this become something that it, it changes your life. And the invitation was open to everybody. I believe when we get to heaven, we're going to realize what a gift we had. We're going to, when we see Jesus face to face, we're going to realize we had him with us the entire time. You think about standing before Jesus and just wanting to talk to him and just hear what's on his heart. Lord, anything you just want to tell me, just get there. Anything you want to say to me right now, he's saying it to you right now. You don't have to wait till then to hear what he has. It'll be nice. I'm looking forward to seeing him face to face. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, right? But you got this right here. The invitation's open to everybody. The invitation's open to everybody. Not just myself, not just Drew. It's open to everybody. Thank God. Let him who has ears hear. Verse 13 goes on to say, he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. And these are the ones sown by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, 
Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. I just want to stop right there. You know it's important because the enemy comes immediately to steal it from your life. It's a precious thing that you've got to guard. You've got to guard over the word that is, that is, that is brought to you and the things that you hear. Amen? Because the enemy's out there. He wants to steal it from your life. Though sowing, the seed is the word of God. Then it goes on to say, These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. And they have no root in themselves, and so endure only for a time afterward. Notice, when tribulation or persecution arises for what? The word's sake. Do you know tribulation or persecution will arise for the word's sake? Good news this morning. Why, why does that happen? It's because if you keep on reading, those who, who, who let it uh, uh, implant in their life, they, they produce Things start being produced in their life. It says that they receive it immediately with, with gladness and they have no root in themselves, only endure for a time. Uh, afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises, uh, for the word's sake, that immediately they stumble. Now these are the ones sown among thorns. The, they are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. The deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things, the Amplified of that says distractions of this age. Enter in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Listen, so much of what comes against us is trying to get the power of God's word to make it ineffective in our life. Trying to make it ineffective in our life. Now, we can withstand that, and we've got the victory over him, but you got to understand, it's such a, what am I saying here? It's so important that even the enemy is consumed with how much word do you have in your life. That's why it never is easy in the natural to just, to just get into God's word. There will always be things that will try to come up and say, I'm more important right now, do me. Take care of this. Take care of my need. There will always be something. Why? That's the distractions of this age. Right? Why? What, what, is, this, what is this age? That it, what is it all about? It's trying to take out the effectiveness of God's word out of your life. It is such a powerful thing that it's all there to, to destroy and to, uh, to nullify the power of the, the seed of God's word. We need, we need to be careful with these things. Aware of how important it is. Do you realize there is a battle that's going on? For the word of God, this morning there are things trying to distract you. While I'm speaking, there are things trying to distract all of us. Right now, and it is this world system, it's the God of this age that's trying to take the things that are being ministered this morning. How many believe it would be God's will for us to have a strong love for the word of God? There are things right now in this room today trying to distract you so you don't get it. I'm a little tired, I'm a little sleepy, I'm a little hungry, I got this, I got that. What are the things on the ceiling moving around by people's iPads? You laugh. People are just, we're distracted by so many things. We've made it so easy to be distracted. And what are we missing out on? You think, well, it's no big deal, Pastor Gray, if I let my mind wander for a second. You may wander right past your answer. Your mind may wander right past the exact, the exact thing that you need. And I'm telling you this morning, you need this. Why, 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 how, well, how do you know I need it? Because the Lord put it on my heart to talk about it, and the, and the Bible talks about it. You need this. 
You need it. You need this. There's going to be something you're going to come against this week. You're going to need this right here. You're going to need a love for God's word. You're going to need that. Unless you want to be kicked around, pushed around. Have something that, or even worse, have something that springs up. Begins to do something. Begins to produce in your life. And then when heat comes, it withers away. I think there's nothing worse. I've said, I've said it before, there's nothing worse, you know. What's worse than never having anything is having something and having lost it. Begin to, 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 to experience the goodness of God and have pressure come for the sake of the word. Pressure come for the sake of the word and that thing die on the inside. What was being produced. You need this. Don't let distractions keep, don't, let's not let the devil win. Let's not let him think he's getting one over on us. Let's not wait to experience our victory in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in tomorrow, but begin to live those things out now, amen? I tell you, the word of God is so important. It's 1157. Oh, my Lord. Praise God. We need this. We need this. We need this. We're going to close here in just a second. Maybe I'll pick this up tonight. I don't know what we're going to do. We have to have this. As a church, we have to have this. Brother Brad, Sister Kathy, we need God's word. They're people of the word. They love God. They know what I'm talking about. We need this. We need this. I need this. The more, you know, I, I've, I've dedicated, you know, this year, the year start off, I'm, I'm going to spend more time in God's Word. More time? Yeah. You know, once you get a hold of it, you know, you, you want more of it. You know, the Word of God can become addicting to you. What are you talking about, Pastor Greg? Listen, if the, de the devil doesn't create anything, he just twists things. If you can become addicted by drugs, that is a twisting of what God wants you to be addicted by. If people can be addicted by this or addicted by that, things that are, that, are, that are things that the enemy tries to bring, that is a warping of what God wants you to be addicted by. You can be addicted to the Word of God. And so when you, you just, you just, oh, I just, I got to have some more. I just got to have some more. I, you know, that was good. I got to have some more. I know we got to stop. Well, Pastor, where do, where do I start? I'm only here on Sunday morning, so I don't know if I can hear the rest of this. Well, then you come back, that would be a help to you. <laughs> you can get the recordings, yes, that's true. You know, start somewhere. Start somewhere. It's the beginning of the year. People like to start, start somewhere. I've been assigning readings to my kids on our, on our Bible soft. You know, is that the name of the software we use? Olive Tree. Olive tree, yeah. I've been signing them readings, and I'll go a month at a time. I'll assign them, Jack, this is yours this month, Nate, this is yours this month. And I keep track and make sure that they're reading. I mean, I, I, you do that? Yes, I do. And I say, did you guys do your reading? Yes, sir. And I look. I actually, it says here you didn't. That's no, because we didn't update our app this morning. Okay, well, no, okay, now you did it. I mean, I check them. I check them. But I'm wanting them to get a hold of this themselves. And so, you know, start somewhere. Start in the book of John. Just open up and begin to read about our Savior. 
I mean, you know, just begin, get, go somewhere. And before you do it, sit down and say, Lord, I don't want to just read. I've done this before and I've started and then stopped because nothing was happening. I don't want to be this to be this way this time. And so I'm going to sit down. And as a matter of my, my trust in you, I'm trusting you to open the scriptures to me. Let, help me to see things I've not seen before. I don't want this just to be words written on ink and paper. I want to experience what, the, what you're really saying here. What, what are you doing? You're, 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 you're making a statement. And you're, you're basically saying, I am opening my ears. I am opening my heart. And I am depending upon the Holy Ghost to reveal this to me and show me what this says. Let me tell you what, if you, we believe God for all kinds of things, don't we? If you can believe God for anything, you can believe God for this. And he will by no means disappoint you. Start where you are. Start where you are. If, if, if it's five minutes, spend five minutes in the Word. Five real minutes in the Word, meaning five minutes away from distractions. Not five minutes while, while you know, you're waiting for the commercial to end. Right? Come on, y'all. But spend some quality time. Lord, what, show me, open this up to me. Show me what the, show me, lead me, guide me. And, and get a reading plan out. You know what, what you, you'll begin to develop a taste for it. In the things you've heard, I tell you, if you're believing God for revelation in these areas, things you've heard here, the Lord will remind you of a scripture. He'll take you to this. He'll take you to that. And, and you know, you, you, you might find yourself even spending 10 minutes. I, I, gave, I said I'd give five minutes, Lord, and it's been 15 minutes. I can't believe it. Jesus has come back any minute. I just read 15 minutes of the Bible, and I was totally unaware it was 15 minutes. You'll begin to catch it. It'll begin to get a hold of you. It's so important. I'm going to read the scripture to you in, in Hebrews chapter 4. It says, the word of God is living and powerful. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, for the word of God is living and powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. One of the hardest things for people to do is be real with themselves about what's really going on on the inside. The Word of God can do that. The Word of God can, the Word of God can locate you this fast. You ever come across somebody and they're just so self-consumed and self-deceived about what's going on in their life? This right here will show you those things. Mm. I like the Amplified. It says, for the word of God, for the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, which means producing a desired effect, energizing and effective. It's energizing. It's effective. It's sharper than any two-edged sword penetrating to the, to the dividing line of the breath of life, the soul, and the immortal spirit. It can, it can separate between the real you and your emotions. I mean, it, it can locate you. Thoughts, emotions that you, and the real you. You're, how many of you realize that you're not your emotions? You're not your body. It can locate you. How, how am I going to be more spirit-led? You, will you locate your heart? The Word of God locates your heart. I mean, that right there is reason right there to get into the Word right there. I mean, you know, to find out who you, you can't know yourself outside of the Word of God. You can't even know what you're all about 
who you really are without, without, without the word of God. It says that uh, penetrating to the divining line of the breath of life, the soul, the immortal spirit, and of the joints and marrow, the deepest parts of our nature. Whew, well, I don't want to see that. You need to see that. Exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. Woo. The Living Bible says, for whatever God says to us is full of living power. Whatever he says to us is full of living power. It's sharper than the sharpest dagger, cutting swift and deep into our innermost thoughts and desires with all their parts, exposing us for what we really are. Whew. Exposing us for what we really are. The Word of God is, is awesome. It is awesome. It is awesome. Whew. And it's not just awesome to your pastor it's awesome in your life. It, it, it'll become something that you, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. His, his viewpoint was, I can't even live without this. I can't even, and that word, one guy, one Pat minister said, that means in real, that means enjoying life. Yeah, that's true, you can't really enjoy life. But I looked up the Greek word, the Greek word Jesus said here was just to sustain life, Period. Basic life, man shall not live. Basic living by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Mm. Well, praise God. I know it's been short this morning, and, and well, maybe not short, I don't know. I tell you, take advantage of what you have. If nothing else, I just want you to be inspired. To take, how, how is this going to be a different year? How is your life going to change? Get into God's word. Get into God's word. Get into God's word. Get into God's word. Now, I just want to do this. If you've been inspired, I just want to see your hand. Are, who would be willing to make a commitment to spend more time in the Word of God? Now, look around. Everybody look around. I encourage you, keep one another accountable on these things. How do you do that? What's the Lord been talking to you? What he, what's He been showing you in the Word? When you get a group of people doing that for one another... Encouraging one another. What's, what's he talking to you about? What have you seen and in in what you've been studying, what you've been reading? What's the Lord been showing you? What have your ears been hearing? What have your eyes been seeing? Don't be weird about it. But what's God been talking to you about? Don't try to make it super spiritual. This is life. Be encouraging to one another. What's God talking to you about? What are you seeing when you're reading? I'd say we begin to do that for one another. Ooh, watch out. Watch out. Watch out. Good things are ahead, amen. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.